0: Hi everyone. Welcome to See Me Hear Me Love Me. And we're in full swing in family time classes. And what I've loved seeing this last week or two is toddlers growing into toddlerness and 2-year-olds growing into 2-year-oldness. They have opinions. They have big extreme emotions. They are trying to juggle all kinds of limits and expectations and personal wishes and desires and it's um it's it's interesting as i watch the grown-ups around them want them to have it easier want them to return to their peaceful easygoing childness um, and struggling with how do we possibly help support encourage guide and set limits for children who are struggling with limit setting. It's easy to set limits when children are in those cooperative stages where they're just like, sure, show me how to do this. Sure, teach me something new. But the times that grown-ups struggle with setting limits is usually exactly the same time that the children are struggling with limits. So I've pulled a podcast episode from our archives and it was called setting limits with respect when there's resistance attitude and pushback because that's really the struggle when children struggle with our messaging when we struggle with children's communication and responses and everybody um, gets a little nutty and everything starts to escalate. And it seems like no matter what we do is a source of frustration and the choices the children make is a source of frustration. So I'm going to give you my five tips for how to set limits um, when limit setting isn't easy. And then we're going to go back into this podcast from the archives. So here are my five tips. And the first one is act with love. We are so far beyond... Um, tough love. We are so b- far beyond. You get what you get, and you don't get upset. We we are now in a stage where we of, of of culture and parenting and family life, where we understand that children's struggles are an attempt at growth, and that brain development has to do with helping children to learn how to self-manage when their emotions are creating hot brains. So um, they are literally hot messes because they have all that amygdala hijack going on. So it cannot be us against them. All of the best new research on connecting with children and teaching children better behavioral strategies and choices is to connect before we correct and so everything is relationship based children absolutely need to know that they are in a safe place for them to be able to learn and we've talked about that in podcasts before so acting with love means instead of me against you, instead of me being angry and frustrated with you as a person, a little tiny person struggling to make sense of a very big, confusing, and frustrating world, we have to be on the same side. And so when I approach with that little bit of love, then I can approach with softness. I can approach with a little bit more patience. I can approach with an attempt to find understanding in behavior that is completely baffling um, to a parent as a child reaches new stages and new behaviors. So remember, we're always playing catch up with the stages in development in children. So it's that take the deep breath, make sure we're on the same side. And if we get into trying to control, manipulate, fix too quickly, then we've in some ways made the child invisible and we're not on the same side. So deep breath, step number one, calm, teaches calm, and we act with love from the same side as them, not in opposition to them. Number two is accept all feelings. If our real journey and goal here is emotional intelligence, teaching children, even starting with babies and toddlers, a sense of self-regulation, the ability to self-manage, to know that they are okay in struggle, then we have to be okay in their struggle as well. So it means that as the grown-up, I can't be um, fearful, anxious. I will be confused by children's emotions, but I have to be able to accept that frustration, anger, um, disappointment. The child's struggle and their emotional state is a given. And I have to be able to accept and, and validate that. Um, I, With toddlers and children under two, I don't know that I have to be able to say, oh, I see you're angry. But I can say, I know you really want that. I can say something that says, I am connected to how you're feeling, and I can fearlessly hold and accept any emotion that you have, no matter how scary or distressing that is for me in my uncertainty as a parent, as a teacher, as a grown-up. So act with love, accept all feelings. We want children to know that they are safe even when they're sad, angry, confused, and frustrated. And being safe to children means I can feel that the people who love me most are not completely thrown off by my behavior. You will be thrown off. I mean, from a practical point of view, you're going to be like, what? I don't understand why you're acting this way. Better to say hmm, I just don't know how to help you right now um, and create spaces for children to breathe and for yourself to breathe. Third, know what you want. When we want behavior to stop um, and children don't understand how to stop just because we say no, if we say no, that sometimes can be interpreted by young children as do it faster. Do it with a smile. Look at my mommy, daddy, teacher looking kind of dramatic, but but not really um, understanding no means no. No means I'm not sure because I really want to do this as a young child, as a young toddler. Um, so no, your no won't stop my behavior if I'm enormously curious or in a place where I can't turn myself around. I need somebody to help me um, calm it down, pause, redirect, make a different choice. So instead of saying no, I need you to deep breath, be able to make that problem-solving choice in advance of you asking your child to make that problem-solving choice. So it means I need you to be able to say, "Ah, I need you to sit on the chair even though your child might have bounced back up to stand on that chair a hundred times. If your child isn't getting the message and you have another option, you say, oh, I can let you stand on the floor at the table. This is what we do in our classroom. If you really need to stand, you can stand on the floor, not on the chair. Um, How do you find the win-win? By trying to understand exactly how your child has gotten themselves into this behavioral choice, Can you put yourself back into a one- or two-year-old's thinking or energy or enthusiasm so that you can really understand where that behavior might be coming from? And it'll never or won't often or always be according to adult logic. It's kid logic all the way. And 18-month logic and two-year-old logic is very, very different than grown-up logic but know what you want. I need you to hold my hand. I need you to um, sit here with me. I need... I guess I shouldn't even even say that word, I need. But just to be kind of calm and patient with saying, give me the marker, please. Um, Put the toy in the box. Roll the ball that you're ready to throw across the room. Try to find a way to say what you want instead of what you don't want. And second, when in doubt, say what. describe exactly what's happening. So if you have two children in a tug of war, my number one thing to say is, what's going on here? And they look at me like, well, heck if we know. But I can approach and go, oh, you both want the same toy. Oh, someone needs my help. I can find another way to describe the situation so that I can insert calm, insert language, insert some guidance into a volatile situation. Let go of false expectations. Just because I tell a child to sit doesn't mean the child's going to sit. Just because I I want a child not to throw doesn't mean the child will not throw. Just because I know a child, because nine other children are sitting at a table in my classroom, doesn't mean that that one child who is enormously active and busy won't be doing his snack time dance. Be really um, comfortable in realistically knowing, if I say that, what's my child really going to do? Um, and let go of those false expectations because this isn't a book about how to get children to do what you want them to do. Um, there, This isn't some magic dust that we can sprinkle on things. It's really us connecting with a child as they are in this stage with this particular Uh, temperament and personality and activity level. May also be uh, a child who's going through situational changes like a a new move or grandparents visiting in the house for an extended period of time or a new baby brother or sister along the way or um, disrupted sleep patterns because they were sick for two weeks. Be really kind and embracing of the things that mess up our perfect world and the world that we wish it would be. And then go forward with baby steps. Go forward with, let's try this for today. Let's just choose differently one more time. Let's try to work on this skill. And knowing that baby steps gives us the freedom to have a little extra joy happiness and fun in a day that is often very frustrating when children hit these ages and stages when accepting limits and accepting boundaries and rules can be very very challenging so you know i wish you well it's it's the, the ages of opposition are my favorite ages because I see children with a kind of transparency when they're in these stages where they're really showing us who they are, what they're thinking, and all of the stretch marks of growing. Remember that, that phrase about growing pains? Growing pains is, 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 is kind of true even when it's just developmental ages and stages. So have a great week. Enjoy this podcast. And it is setting limits with respect uh, because this really is about honoring the particular child um, that's in our world and, and honoring ourselves based on the parenting that we were given and the things that trigger us. So see me, hear me, love me means seeing, hearing, and loving each child as they are. See, hear, and love yourself for all of your strengths and all of the things that challenge you. And have a great week, everyone. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Today's podcast is Setting Limits with Respect When There's Resistance, Attitude, and Pushbacks it's so hard not to get into power struggles and battles when we are setting reasonable age-appropriate and realistic expectations for our children and yet it's our job as the grown-ups to teach guide steer children to better choices and better outcomes it's our job to say yes to independence and assertiveness And it's our job to say no to many of the things that young children want, to things they say they need, and to some very completely impractical, unsafe, and highly stressful choices. But how? How do we decide? How do we stand by what we say? How do we mean what we say and say what we mean? I have three extraordinary parents at the square table tonight to discuss the real life struggles of setting limits. A big welcome to Jessica Smith, Elise Montgomery, and Lindsay Nyberg. Jessica, you picked the topic. Will you get us started on how this was big in your life right now with your daughter? That's
1: just the struggle that I'm having now, so I thought I'd like to get some feedback on how other people are handling it. I sailed through what was supposed to be the terrible twos, and then the tricky threes were a little bit rocky, but, but not four. intense. Okay. Oh my goodness.
0: Interesting. And we wow. always say if the twos aren't intense, the threes will be killer. <laughs> right. You get it. And at if some you point. you have to get yeah. it. Okay, yeah, so tell I, us your daughter's it. age, a little bit about her style and temperament. No,
1: she's four. She is super friendly, very outgoing, um, fantastic kid, really. Um, and just very strong willed. And we get into butting heads about things that are so silly. Sure. They seem so silly to me. Like. like? You know, not wanting her hair brushed or wanting, like, anything. Yeah. A million
0: things. Okay, so it, it uh, something about the silliness, and you know what, I'll open that up, and then we're going to come back, if, if you don't mind, to the tension you were feeling between setting consequences yeah engaging compliance yeah. enforcement yes. all those big big questions because that's where your head starts to spin with being kind loving and still teaching guiding and as um, a result i mean as an adult you try to give rational expectations yes. and so know. that's why so let's go yeah. right to the silly because that <laughs> cuz rationality doesn't always work yeah. and the idea of silly especially when it comes to something like hair brushing is the you know like I just need to say no. I just need to take power over this moment. Uh, And and sometimes we had a little boy uh, whose parents were at the table a few weeks ago. And there was no way he was coming down the stairs in the morning. And he was like, I'm not going to school. I'm not going to school. And um, then the dad's like, it carries him to the bottom of the steps. And it was actually the couple podcast, because mom's like, why is he doing that? <laughs> and, um, and then the little boy got to the bottom of the steps and said, okay, well, I'm not putting my clothes on. And it just kept changing in terms of how he was going to assert himself and his voice and his will. And strong-willed is a great phrase. I believe as long as it doesn't come with that baggage that says that there's something wrong with those kids or something that we have to fix and change because I don't want to change any of them. Strong-willed,
1: strong-willed is always okay, you know, as long as they're listening to you. That's mm-hmm.
0: how I feel, as long as she's listening <laughs> exactly, to me. Exactly, exactly. You could be
1: strong-willed with anyone else, just, <laughs> you know
0: just Please feeling helpless and out so we of control. Can go out. <laughs> okay, so let's let's hear from everybody
2: about I this. think there's a way, a very specific way. I mean, it's something and I think teachers are really the best at doing this and that's giving the choices and understanding probably when to back off and what's important, particularly when you have cuz my oldest 17-year-old takes the cake on any of it. He if I put something down the wrong way, I got an hour and a half of screaming. So you learn very quickly how to pick and choose your battles very wisely. So, um, how many years did that take you? I mean, it it, it took me uh, four years, but I you know things got very, very, very severe with Spencer, where he was medicated, and there was a lot of all kinds of stuff involved, but it was when that happened, at my lowest point with him, that, um, and he's autistic, so I had, you know, a barrage of therapists and all kinds of stuff coming in and out of my house, but Um, And they had told me all different things, but it wasn't until I had hit my lowest, lowest point with him that I realized everything had to come from me and that I could no longer let my son, the strongest person I knew on the planet still to this day, dictate me. And when you sort of detach yourself from it a little bit as no longer personalizing it, it was much easier for me to just walk away. And when I started doing it, I I would let him scream. And there's a lot of that that's uncomfortable and I have ways of helping my daughter that are very different than that that aren't don't feel as punitive but it's you know when, when you just can sort of say this I'm, I'm just not playing this game anymore then you know you can walk away from it but that was extremely severe behavior but giving choices always giving the choices of so this or that choices. so um, gosh we were just on a bike ride yesterday so uh, if you want a jacket. Now, a, a difficult child would catch on and be like, well, I'm not wearing this or that
0: jacket. But And that usually happens around four or five. You that's know, what's
1: happening now. The idea. And then, I, right? I get two I know,
0: choices, I want three.
1: Right. Like I've said, I have I have tricks in my bag, and I've pulled them all out, and I feel like I've exhausted them. I, yeah. I've yeah. offered choices. Yeah, and three they, would be not going. We're just not going.
2: <laughs> <They do catch laughs> you know? And I'm that so. was that was something that was really, really
0: hard for me to Especially
1: learn. if you really want to go. Yeah, I mean, of course. But well,
0: that's what it is yourself into a choice that you don't want and here's here's what I know about all of the strategies and that's why it's so hard to figure out like what's the right the one thing choice you know the way the way I know it is look at all the reasons for the misbehavior look at all of the reasons or all of the responses you can have humor choices reminders um distraction the ho- down to choices natural consequences logical consequences hugging um you know just shut it down, be clear and close down mm-hmm. the moment. All of those things. Um, what happens with choices is we don't always offer choices in the way we offer manipulative choices. Okay. You know, like, okay. You, I mean, especially with hair brushing, that's mm-hmm. a tough one because, okay, you can do it or I can do it. That's mm-hmm. really the only choice you can put out there on the table right. or we or you can, let can it cut go. it or you can yeah. cut it. That's a choice too. I've done that. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to brush the hair. We can cut it. But and that's. But I wouldn't make that a behave. You couldn't ask that in the moment. Right. Because in the moment. Right. You can't do it immediately. A, that's a threat. Right. You know, that's, <laughs> a, that's a. How do I correct? Right. So so you what you want to be careful about is how do I give you two choices that lead you forward in exactly the way the right I want to go. Not going is not a choice. Um, because choices should be empowering. If you give children a choice that shuts, that gives them a negative consequence, then what happens is you teach them that they can actually be steered into bad choices that are going to make them feel yucky and unempowered. Oh, I love that. And so what happens with that is instead of working with executive function, instead of giving them more power, more control, better decision-making, you're chopping their legs off. Mm-hmm. So Be careful about choices as threats, be careful about choices as manipulative, because if it's a little bit manipulative, they see you coming. And so it really has to be the, you know, that we're on the same side, we've got a problem here, you're fighting me. We have to go to school, we have to get out the door, we have a plane to catch. Now again, with the rationalizing, you have to choose for for yourself and your child. If talking about it makes you crazier, talk less. If talking to your child engages them into a high drama, shut it down. But if you are a verbal parent with a verbal child and a slow to warm up child, that's their time to sort of transition with you. So a little bit of rationality can get you far. Yeah, I feel like whatever tool you use, you have to
1: almost, in any situation, give yourself an extra 20 minutes to to get from A to B because that's how long it takes especially to, for
0: this stage when you're in yeah. resistance so stage so forget about it if you're running late to do but anything, so if you're anywhere, running late you just say look I, I, I almost, know you're stuck. parental
1: exhaustion half the time That's where and really, that's where the moving forward but if you, like you
2: put, put just it in around. now I can <laughs> tell you this having come out on the other side if you put the work in where you are saying to yourself I know that I have to add an extra 20 minutes everywhere I go which seems ridiculous but if you build it in now, I guarantee you, you will reap those benefits tenfold. It's just like when the kids sleep, you know, there are so many different things that people feel about letting the child scream or this or that, but whatever it is, it's if whatever your choice is, if you do it earlier and you handle those handle those behaviors, get a hold of them and put the time in now, you really will. The those other benefits. way I want, and then
0: I'm going to put Lindsay on to talk about your experience with the irrational, silly, crazy insanity moments. Um, with time, I think another way to look at that, rather than like, oh no, if I don't do it now, it's escalating, it's getting worse, is, you know what? Kids need time to learn. Kids need time to practice skills. Parents need time to figure out your voice, your relationship. If it's relationship-based Discipline or relationship-based limit setting. Then you need time to think, reflect, and 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 move forward on what's working, what's not working, and allow yourself to come into it. So, the, the I think the 20 minutes or the pause is what do we both need right here and now. So it's it's pausing, investing the extra time now is part of the de-escalating, because the other thing I know from that those lists of why children misbehave and what are your options is if you don't have time to reflect and think about it for yourself and each individual child, what happens is you become desperate mommy. And you start, I'm going to try this, and that didn't work, so I'm going to try this, and then I'm going to try this. So I then even you-
1: know sometimes. I can go through all the stuff. That's and I right. know Has she had enough to drink? Has she had enough to eat? We're doing basic care now. And if I know it's one of those things, she will still push back. And, you know, no, of I'm not drinking. She will. No, I'm not eating. Of course she and then will. And we're at this place where... But I know, I promise you,
0: you will feel better if that's you just right.
1: calm down and have a drink. Okay, but. so that's
0: a great example because what we say is hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Right. Meet those needs right. first for them and for you. But here's what happens is when they're tired, have you ever been overtired? Like, I am that personality. <laughs> I am that intense, difficult temperament. So what happens is if you're going to make me late for dinner and I and I ate and I didn't have a snack, and I've got to do 10 more things. And I've just had six cups of coffee you're to push crazy. myself. I, it's going to take me a lot of... I, I'm not going to be rational. I'm just, you don't have to ask me twice to eat a cupcake, though. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so, so then you just in my have belly. to say, when you know she's hungry or tired, then you have to say, you have to frame the behavior in that. Nothing else fixes this behavior yeah. until those needs are met. So just, so just contain it. Then it's just, you know what, I know you're tired, and I know you can't fix your, get yourself through that. Yeah. Then what happens is at the end of the day, and I this is my plan, but you could do it at dinner time. You could do it with an evening walk, wherever you have ten minutes, fifteen minutes to reflect on the day and so Remember when you lost it and how hard it was. That was hard because you were so hungry. And and you know what? I'm sorry that we we pushed. We tried to do too many things today. I'm sorry that you you were too angry to eat. But you know what? That made it harder. Next time, we're going to listen to your body better. Now you're giving her a self-awareness that doesn't just doesn't just say, you lost it. Mm-hmm. No, I understand it. I see you here. you, love you, even when you're hungry, tired, crazy. <laughs> Lindsay.
3: So that just happened today. Today. Of course it <laughs> happened today. It happens every day, amongst right? Amongst other days. But I can clearly think of the example today that... Um, Tell everybody how old Jake is. Okay, so Jake is two and he'll be three on August 23rd. So he'll be three very soon. He is the child that was the dream baby, the dream one-year-old, two-year-old. And now that we're approaching three, we have a three And
0: other complications.
3: And complications. He knows a baby's oh, coming. Yes, yes, and I am <laughs> pregnant. I'm halfway through my pregnancy, and he knows he's getting a sister. And we also moved into a new house and he went to camp for the first time. (laughs) So he had a lot thrown at him and a big boy bed. Mm -hmm. Um, He moved out of his crib. So he had a lot on his plate and that's when it all started. And we were, we knew it was coming. We, we absolutely knew. So for example, he was so exhausted. He had swimming lessons this morning and I knew he was tired. We had run errands, we had done uh, library time, and so on. And you could see him rubbing his eyes. And he used to take three-hour naps. Now he just, at the drop of a hat, quit naps and no more three hours, no more two, one, it's the saddest time, Zero, up zero. Yes, and <laughs> I cried. I did cry. I was Love like, that. "No, I'm having a baby that and three hours, and no more naps." So restorative. It was the best.
1: It's true.
3: So, so I did what I like to say is uh, mandatory rest time. So you can quiet time, he can be yeah. in his room.
0: I love quiet time. He, yes. can, he
3: has a box of quiet toys. He can play with those. He can read books. He can watch his iPad. He has several different choices for at least an hour. So I can have my time and he can have his time. And he was just rubbing his eyes and running out of his room, not wanting to lay in his bed for quiet time. And... Eventually, he got himself so tired after I kept putting him back in his bed over and over. I don't say anything. But see, I just,
2: that's the part of, of putting it in now. I just pick him put, up. Doing him that, back, and then in him a week, up,
3: put him back. he knows the drill.
2: Yes. You know what I mean? And, and we've he-
3: done that from day one. From We've had him as independent as possible from day one. So that way, we don't have... As many complications later on so we we did the sleep training or whatever you want to call it from day one um, and so he kept coming out of his room today and we put him back put him back put him back eventually yes he passed out and then when he woke up the first thing I said to him was how do you feel and he said I feel great mommy I said Do you know why you feel great he says yes I closed my eyes for a long long time (laughs) I said that's right so he's very very intelligent and he knows how to put the pieces together I said and when and then I related to myself I said when I sleep and I take a nap I feel good I feel so much better I said don't you feel happy now and he said yes I do I said now we have enough energy to go do a bike ride or go do whatever he wants to do and the more I repeat that over and over every day the more he's starting to get it and the less amount of problems we're having with him
0: coming out of his room. Okay, so I'm going to come back to you Jessica so it's like where does it get muddledy when it's like when the behavior's like crazy and and there's the Lindsay clarity in that moment just take him back, just take him back, just take him back versus um, something that your daughter's doing that is irrational or silly and yet you can it's it just seems to escalate I think a lot of it has
1: to do with unfortunately her dad and I have such different parenting styles and that is just that's a big roadblock. I mean if everybody's on the same page and you work on the same schedule
0: and do all the same things. Okay, so everybody needs to take the break and listen to the the Couples Power podcast. And we had family and marriage therapists on with little children. And they said, Here's the book answer, this is what we say. Yeah. And when you hear them in real life, it it's like, we are different people. Yes. We are different everything. And so yeah. principle number one, you can only be consistent with yourself. Yeah. And what you'll see, it's just like coming back from school where there's different rules or grandparents where there's different rules, say, you know what, dad might let you do that. But with me, this is how it has to be. And she yeah. already knows that. She <laughs> knows that you have your way and dad has his. But when you look at each other not being on the same page, then what happens is you 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 spend a lot of time fussing over each She's other. She's already
1: figured it out, and yeah. she
0: already plays. And all on you it. do is like, Dad's ways yeah. for Dad, uh, my ways with me. This is how it is now, and who and my rule is whoever speaks first rules. And then if if you're like, let's say Dad undermines you, then it's like, I'm sorry, I think I spoke first. You know, let me finish this. We'll talk about it later, and then just deflect it till you can really have a nice conversation over a beer or a glass of wine. So that you remember why you like each other. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean the consistency, she knows all of the gray zones mm-hmm. and maybe that's just another part of her being four yeah. and really smart and really precocious is she's tuning in to all the nuances and now it's throwing you. She knows you. how
1: far she can push. and
0: So how far can she push? Because you get to decide that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But there's something that you're feeling like... Mm, I, like when you said, how do I pick the consequences, or how do I enforce it? Is that right, you want exactly. her to be? I want her to be nice, and agreeable. Sensible.
1: I want her to be agreeable. I don't want to give unfair consequences. Do you, do you ever think you've given does. unfair
0: consequences?
1: I think so. I mean, I've heard, for example, if there's, if you say tablet for an hour and then no more tablet, um, you can take away the tablet. You can't say something like. Okay well you kept watching the tablet and you weren't supposed to watch it
0: so we're not going to Disney World next week you know That's like right you it have should be it related it's and logical and natural it has it should be it should be very close yeah, to the so moment fair. It, it can't be a day later that you set a consequence yeah. for a behavior so that's unfair. it's just and just think of it as how do I how do I mean what I say and say what yeah. I mean and so. I'm pretty good at my, my daughter's hair and got cut when she was 10 but. not
2: not oh. 10 months old, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't do something like that when she's four. They'll be like, at the hair think, place, like, huh? Oh, we're going for a haircut. Right. Like, what consequences do you give? Depends what, on the situation.
1: What, um, for the silly things, for the things that I can't, I, I really cannot, I rack my, my brain and I cannot and I think of something that. That, that makes sense in the moment. Oh, so, so, so I'm going to let
0: Lindsay answer the question, but let's just yep. make a few lists Please of some me. of the silly things. So we've got the hair combing. What else drives you crazy that seems silly? And she doesn't want her hair combed. She. What are those silly things? Have you ever asked her why? Well, let's get to the list, and then we'll ask Lindsay. So, what you said—the silly things. She She can't be bossy. It's just resistance in the moment. In
1: general, yeah, resistance in general.
0: (laughs) Go ahead. So, what the silly things? How you and your husband had it? Because I think it's—I think there is a lot of discussion about how do we respond to does this does this matter or doesn't it matter? So Is this a rule? We, we had, a, I mean, because my husband and
3: I were so not on the same page for parenting. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I came into parenting with a teacher hat and I tried everything that I would do with my kindergartners at the time. That didn't work all the time. My husband came in as, you know, without a teacher hat and, um, and, and his, his family and, and history his knowledge of how he was brought up and he used it that way. And so we were not on the same page, but the more trial and error, the more rewards we got. And so we would talk, like, we would just go day by day. And it was just a day by day getting through it. Um, We both agreed that, um, because there's a big issue with timeout. You know, some people believe in timeout, some people don't. So we said that we, as parents, will only do a timeout if he is hurting himself or hurting somebody else. And that's it so and the timeout is relative to his age so he's two he's going to sit for two minutes he sits down we tell him what what he did wrong like you hit mommy and then after the two minutes i come back what did you do i hit mommy how can you make it better i can use nice hands or you know however and we always leave it with a positive um as far as other types of situations you were talking about silly things uh, he didn't want to brush his teeth. I went out and bought two toothbrushes. Now I'm not saying to do that for everything, but that was a certain battle that you know we picked and choose. So I went out to the store, got him an Iron Man toothbrush and a Captain America toothbrush. And every night my husband says, which toothbrush do you want to use? So there's the choice right there. You're giving him two choices that are okay for you. Um, it, the option of not brushing your teeth is just not there, so he gets to choose which toothbrush he wants to use. Now, can you do that for everything? Absolutely not. But you have to just look at each situation and adapt to that situation. And, and then
1: I've done I, the toothbrush thing. It's fantastic. She's got electric ones. She's got glow-in-the-dark ones. Right. She's got and she country. and she's eager to and choose. It, yeah.
0: No. That, yeah. That's not. And I'm gonna put. Um, I'm gonna... Uh, <laughs> Police, police, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so memorable. Thank, thank you me. so much. Duh. Thank y'all. Okay, time for coffee. <laughs> uh, but what I would say about the hair brushing is, I mean, in that case, a, an easy answer could be, uh, you know what, you're not ready for me to do it now. I'll be back in a minute, or let me know when you're ready. Um, if you have, again, if you have the time. Exactly, for that. and again, that's perfect. You know, we can go do something else that is. Will she give you, part you that? Of Will she give you That's ready.
1: Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. But, oh. And if it's not,
0: if it, and if it's not, I guess that's the big question for all of everything: is what do I have power over? Because mm-hmm. so much you don't. I mean, you you can comb her hair, screaming or not screaming, but you can't make her be happy about what you're asking her to do to move forward in her day. So I can either put myself in her shoes and understand where she's coming from and try to understand um, how to make it successful and go forward, or I can. You know, or I could just move her to the car and say, "Okay, we have to go. I know you don't want this done now. We'll have to do it before." And that, like the hair, seems to me exactly like kids not wanting to get put go to school without their pajamas. And so, what do you do? You either you talk to the teacher and say, "You know, can I bring him in his pajamas? Will you change him?" uh, Or you change him in the car, or he wears his pajamas all day. I mean, what what are my? I mean, it's it's you becoming the best problem solver. But how do you eliminate the frustration? How do you eliminate that expectation that says she's not supposed to be acting this way? Type A Virgo. How to do that? <laughs> I really don't. I was born this way. <laughs> so
2: it's I'm so
1: frustrating. Everything used to be so neat in all their little boxes. She changed. That's the lesson. Now she changed. They're not. That's lesson. Go for Anymore. it. At least. That
2: is absolutely the lesson. And I
1: think that I'm okay, like to a point. I can go with the flow. I'm really. I'm not
2: terrible. But You, know, you know, seem I so don't mellow. Feel right. No. But that. <laughs> Everybody
1: <laughs> thinks I'm so mellow. I think and that is why Spencer was that, given to so. me
2: because I was like. <laughs> No, I'm totally flexible, but as long as it's within my yes. little compartments, exactly. am I flexible? Yeah. And when he came and he was like, yeah yeah, 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 no, <laughs> let me show you flexible or let me show you what inflexible is. And I and you do you have to do get, get creative. Is. You do have to get creative on your feet yeah. and say like, you know, okay, which one do you want to do first? Or do you want this comb or that comb? Or, hey, do you want to brush it? Or I'll brush it or I'll brush this side. You brush that side. You know what I mean? All and there's just always different a kind of Maybe
1: there is something that she just wants to do. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, or you there know. could be no reason, but even if you engage in that <clears> and she comes up with a BS excuse, sometimes just having some control, which is why those choices, even if they're ridiculous, just engaging in that conversation and saying, you know, or, or mm-hmm. we, could, we could turn it into something fun. Well, you know, I see that toothbrush, or I see hair brushing is really difficult for you. How about this? Why don't we go to Target together and pick out a hairbrush together? And... Maybe we're using the wrong hairbrush on you. I bet that's what it is. Do you want to go pick out your
0: own <laughs> hairbrush and then play and silliness works back, you know? As humor, long as humor
1: is great and it works often, but I, I find that it falls into the distraction bucket. Okay. And that I feel like isn't always the best way because you're not actually dealing with the problem. Well, the other I thing can is, I can make her laugh and get her out the door, but I didn't really address like
0: her what just conforming. Happened, her you know? okay. Yeah. Say more about that, please. <laughs> because again, that's a tough isn't, one. Like, I mean, it's it works. It's great. It's a tool. But I feel like
1: it's not always the right tool. <laughs> because? Because we didn't address why she was upset with whatever I wanted her to do. You could ask her that um, later. I mean, but a lot of times it's just
2: distracting them away from it. Yeah. That it's not a real issue. And if you're able to deal with it with humor, there is no issue I think to at get this to. age also, <clears throat> like you said, you know, asking her... Why she didn't want her hair
1: brushed? For this, is good. this is turning into like you're gonna think my kid just, no, like, I just love only it because, doesn't want to brush her hair, but there's no, other things I, she doesn't
0: want to do too. What I <laughs> love is that you're tuned. You pick the topic because you're tuned into the contradictions <clears throat> in all of the options. You know you're well informed. You've ex- you're experienced. You've tried this with every ounce of intelligence and creativity you have, and and that's where it gets crazy. Is like but i'm still frustrated every day with this yeah, age you're and you're around frustrated and because you want back,
3: her to in learn. the learn. and
0: you're not the only one <laughs> trust me you're you not the only one you want to learn a
3: lesson and you also want to feel like you know she can take you seriously too right yeah
1: i think i think a lot of times she she knows why she doesn't want to do something but she doesn't have the words to tell you why she doesn't want to do something um, even though she's four and she's totally vocal, she's very verbal, but she hasn't Got that? It has not expressive language. Say, let's talk about. Well, I'm
0: upset because she's just made choices the, of the things you, I'm sad you and give going to But also, let's go into the emotional coaching. Let's go into the emotional intelligence that's involved with this. And imagine, I mean, and this is one of my things that like making me go berserk. We say to kids all the time, "Use your words. Use your words." It is the dumbest thing to say. When I'm having a disagreement with a husband, a mother-in-law. <laughs> you're like, You know, somebody said, choose your words, don't say that if you don't mean it, don't be hurtful. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I hate you. I need to say this right Mm -hmm. here, right now. So we can't think and feel at the same time when our emotions are going haywire. She goes into these huge emotional growth moments where she's, it's not that she doesn't have more maturity than she did at two and three. What it is is she has more emotional complexity. Yeah. And so she's understanding all kinds of nuances in the world, and things that never would have bothered her before do bother her now, or something that happened yesterday is coming out in the hairbrushing moment, but she can't connect those dots. So, yeah, it is a big job to come in with emotion coaching. That's when we give him the words, um, and, and
3: that's come through trial and error, too. If you know, yeah. Yeah. As a parent, at first, I used, and as a teacher, I'd say, use your words, use your words. And then realizing after reading articles, reading your book, and um, just, you know, learning about parenting in general day by day, uh, that's something that we learned how to do is we just said, we don't say use your words anymore. We give him the word. So if I see him crying, stamping his feet, I know he's frustrated. So I could say... Jake, you look frustrated. Do you feel frustrated? And then I say frustrated means that you feel really angry and you don't know what, Ed, you, go, you know, just a very simple sentence of like what it means to feel this way. And then I say, do you feel that way? And he'll say, yes. And I say, and that's when the emotions come in. You can give him a hug. You can give him his quiet time, whatever you think your child needs at that time.
0: And when you don't know, you can say, I want to help and I don't know how you don't have to fix it all you don't have to make it all change because when you can role model the whoa, you're feeling a lot of emotions right now all you have to do is say that and then and then you can get the, the books the stories the songs the imaginative play the drama I mean pretend and books and imagination will unlock everything for her but you can put those tools into place after the fact. Right now you can just go, I wanna help. I don't know how to help. I'm gonna walk back out of the bathroom. I'm gonna take three breaths. Try taking three breaths, we'll try again. You know, and and again, it is truly trial and error, which is so hard um, because we have a million tools but it's which tools fit for you as a, what did you call it, something Virgo? <laughs> oh, type A. Type A Virgo, you know. Yeah. But, but yes, your tools will be different than Lindsay's tools. And our, I mean, our
3: children did not come with an owner's manual. <laughs> you know?
0: I will tell you that the one thing
2: that has really <clears throat> helped me, particularly when, you know, with Spencer, he was so extreme, um, is that she's four, And she doesn't want to be naughty. She doesn't want to be in trouble. She doesn't want to do this. And so, you know, I tell my sister, anybody imagine that whatever she's doing is just the way that she's communicating. And it's kind of like, okay, let me solve the riddle. Right. And if you think of it like that and not a personal assault on you, even if she said something like, I hate you, where is that stemming from? It's not stemming from the fact that she actually hates you. It's stemming from a place that she doesn't, like Like what Karen was saying, she doesn't know how to, you know, use her words in that way. I solved a great riddle the other day, and it took
1: after the meltdown, you know, and she calmed down to talk to her about it. And I explained to her why she was upset. Ahead, and I couldn't even it. see it while it was happening. But I saw it after we were calmed down. Um, she's, for now, her imaginative play is growing. It's huge. And we were with a two-year-old who, not so much. So she was playing. She was selling tickets for the train at the Schoolhouse Museum in Boynton. Selling tickets. Obviously, that means you're the conductor. So after... She's doing some paperwork, I guess, in the office. I walked with the little two-year-old over to the train, who, of course, you know, she wants to play with the, the controls. So Emma finally walks over, ready to be the train conductor, and just total meltdown. Couldn't understand why, how dare this little child touch my train, you know? In her mind, it was quite obvious. She was selling the tickets. She's coming over to drive the train. We are passengers, And we weren't doing our part properly. We weren't playing her game properly. So it all just hit the fan. And it was crazy. So after... I realized why she had gotten so upset, but we you know when you're heated and, and right. they're at each other's throats and you're trying to pull them
0: apart. All you can do is pause and de-escalate um, in the moment. All yeah. you can do is breathe. And that's where, whether it's And a, then I told her, time her that, but in, I don't know if that's uh, going to
1: help her in the long term. Is she going to remember, like, hey, that's why I was mad, and this
0: she, little one's only two. She will, and she, <laughs> because it, it's hers, and it's her experience. But it's going to happen again. And th- it's those right. conversations that you are having with her that that is helping her to understand herself and others and how to respond. So there's there's many things in that emotion coaching for that moment. It's just and lots that's lots of conversations to come. <sighs> conversations <laughs> and, and and some of it will be nonverbal, you know, sometimes yeah. it's just being with them. Sometimes it's just being an invisible hand. Sometimes it's a reflection and conversation. Sometimes it's a million things. And that's what makes us all crazy. I but, think we're all just spinning our wheels till they outgrow it. That's what's happening, right? I don't think so. I think uh, it can be, because she's going to lead you. I mean, in some ways, she's going to come through the stage with you being cued in or not, and <laughs> some stages, you know there are there are parents that get babies or and and don't love toddlers. Like my favorite age is eighteen to twenty-four months. Give me that is to me like the precursor to the teenage years. They're the blank fight slate. Fight They're for, wonderful. Oh, but you <laughs> had it mild. See, I love <laughs> defiance, opposition, yeah. becoming completely separate, and test and finding every prickly edge in my world. That's that's the child that I want mm-hmm. to cheer on. That's the messiness. I I want to celebrate you can come over my name. Oh, i'm on my way so because as you tell me that the trial and error is so so again you might get it you might not either way you're going to survive and that's good enough but when you have that moment when you know i figured her out and you watched her shoulders go that was a good moment. it's a beautiful I want moment to duplicate that as much as possible so live in that moment breathe in that moment and know you can access that knowledge any time. But what else happened in that? So first you had to explain what happened to her um, so that you could validate what she was feeling. And and there's the see me, hear me, love me. When you can't do anything else, you can say, I know you were so mad at everybody and we couldn't help you. And that child wasn't going to listen. Just describe it when at least she knows that's what got me. At least that alone is a... Now you have another thing, the way, I, the way I would look at the emotion coaching. And that is, as you said, and, and all of us at this table maybe have a little bit of this, we're women, you know, like, they're not following my script. Like, I am smart. I'm, I, I've got this. And we want the whole world to follow our script, you know, whether it's in a, a, a 35-year-old body or, or a 5-year-old body. It's all the same. So now what happens is, what, hap- what do we do when kids don't play by your rules? That's hard.
1: I have to say, I'm around children a lot. They're lovely. I love every single one of them. And I have the patience of a saint for everyone else's child. Something about the people we love, we're the hardest on. That's right. And I just, you expect more from them? Yeah. Yeah. She's
0: a four-year-old for God's sake! But, so but you do, you really do, and, and I think and, that's and you a said that huge, huge part of it that you huge. think that you see her maturity and you yeah. see and so you know your expectations for her are, it's are in a place fair. that's causing more frustration for her. Yeah. yeah, so that's your first step. And that's something is that, change that we have your expectations. to do is
3: step back because I've had my parents tell me, I've had my in-laws tell me, Lindsay, he's two because he's intelligent and he's very independent and I just look at him as this old soul and that I could use big vocabulary (laughs) words with him and have deep conversations (laughs) and then I have to step back or I have to have somebody tell me to step back and say he's two
0: yeah yeah and so there's always going to be lots of ingredients to the how do we do this with unconditional love and still teaching them to be respectful, mature, self-responsible you want it all but there's another the other part of the equation is what does she need? Yeah, it's not about what, you what, Well in some <laughs> ways but it, it's two parts of the equation what do I need? Yeah, because you have to say to yourself I think you know my need in those moments are for her to get it you know like I'm, I'm approaching this but now I can go hmm Maybe that need is only going to frustrate me and her and then pull that back. When you have that, you know it's when it's it's very fluid and it's very processed. And it's and to
2: celebrate those things instead of in, in don't instead beat of yourself up. In, exactly instead of beating yourself up and saying oh my god she's so this or she's so that it's like you know what this is going to serve her I'm going to see how this is going to serve her I had somebody um, I saw on Facebook she was like what am I supposed to do with this child look at him literally literally climbing the staircase okay and I said. I would put him in like American ninja classes or whatever and she said he is. And I said, you instead of it being crazy and looking at it like negative and obviously it's dangerous, you know, he was literally like hanging like this on a two-story staircase. But you have to you have to reframe it and see how you can make it work for you right. and instead of against you. And I think my biggest lesson that I've learned as a parent is that to celebrate who my children are separate and they are not mini me's they are their own person i'm here to guide not conform and you know my son played the cello not lacrosse and everyone used to say to me "How, how do you i don't understand like how do you let him do that. Those are the words that would come out of parents' mouth. And I had complete and utter confidence in my decision and in his. And all of a sudden, it became cool. Like, yeah, Spencer plays a cello. What's up? You know, like... We're playing cello. We're yeah. going to play it the could symphony. Be so much worse than that. Exactly. But for a lot of, but, but the judgments but come. But again. the judgments come every time. <laughs> I have a lie. <laughs> Trust me. You, you, I you. think it'd be cello. That's fantastic. Well, but he's a boy. You have a girl, so maybe you're thinking along those lines. People who have five year old boys, yeah. six year old boys, they're playing kickball. They're playing it this. I
1: got it. Okay. You know,
2: and and conformity, conformity, It is, conformity. and I was like, absolutely not. Rock on. Yeah.
1: It's insane.
0: Um, I'm to get ready for uh, moms
1: our, of girls have it so much easier. I have to say, as far as like doing things that are not gosh. gender traditional. Yeah. It, I Except if they're they really, know.
0: if they're assertive and out there and, and taking yeah. charge of the world, then yeah. they're bossy. Yeah. Um, That's right. My daughter, but you know what? The one thing I want, I want to say one more thing about say what you mean. and I mean, what you say. And then we have to do our wrap up. Oh. I, we could oh. need a part two on this. <laughs> um, the one thing is like, as you, as you're analyzing these moments, when you give them a directive, when you decide this is how I have to set the limit, please don't ever ask anything of them until you know how you can enforce it. So for example, it's like if you don't have control over it, like I can't, if I'm not going to just comb your hair no matter what, we're going to the simplest, foolish, silliest example, but it's like I can't force you to eat, sleep, or poop where I tell you to. I can't force you to be happy about me combing your hair. But what I want to say is if you can't, if you don't know how you're going to keep it moving forward, if you're not, if you can't say we're leaving the playground and I have to, you know, and I'm willing to pick you up, or this is At my plan. At years B. old, three years old, that was that an option. Worked.
1: I'm going to go now. Bye, running. Just come running to the
0: car yeah. immediately. Four years old. Bye, mom. So now you have another Later. choice. So so now it's so now you go. So to now the, I need a new tool. Here's the new tool. tool. Now you go to the <laughs> playground with the full intention of just teaching her how to leave when you say it's time to yeah. go. The countdown is great. But you say you the know what works. we're going to go to the playground if you. Uh, we have to go when it's time i'll give you the countdown if you're not ready to go then you know then we're not going to be able to come back to the playground then you can set that consequence that says or we you know you can't, i used to say if they won't hold your hands in parking lots and say you know we're going to go to the mall if you're not holding my hand we're leaving before we go in but you can't do that when you're going to meet your friends you, can't do, that. you do it when you just drive to the mall just to teach them how to walk you go to the playground with no intention but to practice leaving you <laughs> out of the time but you, you but you, you can't but you can't get attached to the outcomes you can't mm. get attached to yeah. the this is how it must be anyways final wrap-up okay. um, i'm gonna let you go first so that you can no i'll let you go last so you can think about it and the final wrap-up is always the same how have you got this how have you got this for right here right now she pointed to you <laughs> why <laughs>
2: what do you mean how have i got this I'm this, this is over
0: and done for yeah, me. Yeah, you've got 20-20 hindsight. You feel confident. You can celebrate but your I style was thrown and thrown
2: and thrusted into this in the most severe behavioral patterns that could possibly ever be known to man. So I had to learn every strategy. I had to do every strategy. I had to go places just to teach lessons. My whole life was about lessons. So I didn't. I, I didn't have the time to say I don't have the time because I didn't have any time because it was spent. With nothing other than temper tantrums. So you make the time. And um, there have been times that I've actually said to my friends, you know what, this lesson needs to be taught. We're leaving. Goodbye. And it was places that I'd like to go to. And a lot of times people will say, you know, I'm not punishing myself because my child is, is bad. And I could be wrong, but I don't agree with that. I am his parent, and it is my job to parent him. And if it means that I don't get to be at five o'clock wine with my friends, then five o'clock wine will wait till my child learns their lesson. And um, there is a time for a little bit more severe, and there's times for um, celebration of you know personalities, and um, but. Trust yourself and be open. That was where I was stuck. I was like that with Spencer. I, wish I had a video of that, yeah. And it was it was just interlocked headbutting and control. And eventually, I acquiesced and I was like, I bow down to you. It's fine. And that was when the celebration came. And, oh, okay. And my whole world opened up.
0: And you enjoy both your children.
2: And I adore. I live for my children. My children are my life. And um, anyone that you talk to about my children will tell you that they are the best, well-behaved, but more than well-behaved, happy, sweet children. Charming, lovely children. And... Mm -hmm. That's what you want. You know, you want happy kids. Happy kids. Happy kids will comply. I love it. Thank you, Elise. Lindsay. I don't know if I've got this.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning. I've got it in the sense that I'm learning every day. And I have to tweak who I am. I have to be flexible and patient. My husband has to do the same. We have to learn to... You know, agree and disagree, and just all the lessons that you could possibly think of on a day to day basis. So it's just going with each situation and learning from each situation. And at the end of the day, you love your kids and they love you.
0: Jessica, have you got this?
1: I agree. I think that I'm still going to have days where I don't got this, but I have to be more empowered by the days that I do get it and repeat them and learn from them and be able to make sure that she's learning from them as well We probably don't do as much of the you know explaining this is how we got here this is what what we can do better next time um so i think that's that'll be a good takeaway for the two of us to start i
0: love it she sounds like such a. I mean i know that your children are smart and complicated and and growing in such amazing ways, so it, it truly is harder for you, but something really to celebrate. I think because you know, when they're so outgoing and they're so happy,
1: they're, she's a happy child. She's a wonderful child. Everything about her is so great. And then when you have these moments, it just seems so much darker and so much more dismal. Because, but where's my girl? Where's my best girl? You take <laughs> and it you so were personally. Just there a
0: second ago, and, and that's now a, all a hard a one too. Because how how often do our dark sides come up? you know, and letting them have that whole range of emotions. Yeah. It's, um, it's hard. It's, it, it's, I guess it's just really, really hard. Thank you all <laughs> so very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing. If you liked our podcast, please tell a friend. Or even better, write us a review at iTunes. We'd also like to invite you to join us on Facebook. That's with me, Karen Dearwester, And check out the parenting resources at FamilyTimeInc.com. You'll also find us on Twitter at @FamilyTimeInc Family Time Inc. And Instagram at Karen underscore time. Thanks for listening today. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this wonderful space. Thanks to Darren Littman for the great intro. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song Listen. We are listening. See you next week.